What is it? What fish is it we're having? Is it mackerel? Yeah, big girthy mackerel. That Efkin show. People of the internet, hello, I'm that Efkin guy, and today I bring to you another despicable and demented day trip into the world of video nasties, censorship, and filthy grot. Today I'm going to do something I haven't needed to do before, and that's issue a trigger warning about the content of this week's show. You know we curse like wounded sailors with cunting Tourette's, so language isn't a problem. And you know we've been doing a small binge of shows about video nasties and censorship, so the topic has been pretty gruesome for the last few weeks now. Uh, what started out as a one-off show idea has led me down a rabbit hole of topics, which will be providing several more shows worth of content. Today, however, we've had delve into depths of depravity. As an example of how big and wide-ranging this topic is, this week we're going to be focusing solely on one film. That's right, over a few rounds of basic trivia and our old favourite quiz show... Are you a dead? We're going to be covering at least four cheeses worth of subjects from the Trill Pursuit game as we discuss, dissect, and devour some poo poo platters. We're talking about a Penguin book classic and Boo Lamont's favourite date movie, Sarlo, The 120 Days of Sodom. Oh, no. Fantastic. I haven't watched that since I was in like uni. Oh, I, I haven't watched it for a while, but it is due for a rewatch. I think we should do a watch to a watch. And to I, th- I think so. Yes. I have been offered by um, Mark and John a hundred uh, things that we learned from film. They're doing a live watching of it because I suggested it to them. So maybe joining them for a live Twitter oh. watch of it. I'm sure we came. I'm sure you came up with the idea for us to do it first, <laughs> but that's fine. That's I, fine. I don't mind the amount of times I can watch that film. I'm happy to do it live. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Boulemont, here he be. Uh, and a trigger warning: this show may contain Captain Grundle. It's me. It's Boulemont. <laughs> so we've mentioned this film numerous times on this show and other shows in the past. For the benefit of listeners tuning in today, explain yourself, Boo. Why do you like this film so much? I just think it's a really interesting movie. Uh, it, it's it's got like an atmosphere, unlike other films. It's it's almost polite in its nastiness, um, and I don't know. It's just I don't actually think it's that bad. I, I, I don't get why everyone's so grossed up. But I would rather watch Salo than like any torture porn movie. Not that this isn't a torture porn movie. It, it's nasty, but it's like it's a, it's like a gentleman about it. I don't know how to do it. It's politely nasty. I just I just think it's an okay movie. I, I, I'm going to show Mrs. Booley this movie on our next date night, as you said. Like, And I don't think she'll have a problem with it either. It's not like the other stuff we've mentioned. Like, I would rather watch Salo 10 times over than, say, a Serbian movie. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the um well, like human centipede is like human centipede 2 is just nasty for nasty's sake. Whereas Salo does it in an almost um, like I said, polite, gentlemanly way. So yeah, I don't think it's that bad, and I, I don't think like the, rape is horrible, but it's in movies. Like so, uh, apart from that, I don't like. That's probably the only triggering thing I can think of in this movie. Like every movie's every. It's not even a horror. I, I, what genre would you say this movie was? I don't even know. It's just period like, drama. Liter- it's a literary period drama that just happens to be exceptionally nasty. In its content, but then stuff was horrible about that. It's not a true story, but like, but it was written by someone who'd probably do that shit. Well, yeah, because it's based on the Marquis de Sade by Marquis de Sade. Sorry, do you want to do the intros before we get into the? (laughs) Sorry, because we could get because we could get into this because it is actually fascinating. We may be covering the Marquis de Sade. You never know. Oh, good, good old boy. He was just a good old boy. Next up in the intros, Abby Stabby. I'll do. So what's your history with this literal shit show? Uh, well, I kind of, I saw that movie about Marquis de Sade, that biopic movie, and then I got interested in sort of like what other stuff, uh, what other sort of stuff that he'd written. So I sort of read through a few of his things when I was at uni, and then I was like, ah, oh, Salo, what's this? That's a, that's a movie-based thing, and I watched it, and I was like, yep. So that was an interesting uh, first week of uni. <laughs> And finally, Aisha Raymond, do you want to get your apologies in up front for this topic? Uh, I apologise in advance because I have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, you don't really know what this movie is, do you? Because I, I would never put it... You've never actually seen no. it, then? No, I don't think she's seen it. No, she's never no. seen it. Well, this is going to go brilliantly for me. And <laughs> <laughs> How about me and Abby team up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, team degenerate. Uh, team booby. Ah, uh, boobies. 
A lot of boobies in this film. Yeah. So we have mentioned the film quite a few times in the last few weeks. Uh, we have covered it on a previous show. Um, it's time to take a deep dive into it. And I should probably point out that even though I'm calling it a deep dive, I'm likely only skimming the surface of a lot of these subjects. There's a lot going on here. Firstly, this week, we're going to take it back to the old, old school, where the roots of the story lie with one of the original victims of cancel culture, the Marquis de Sade, the man who literally put the S in the S&M. He's otherwise known as what? What is the Marquis de Sade's real name? Oh, fuck. Um... Donatillon Alphonse Francois, Yves Le Conier, Albert Poutain du Baton, or Claude Grogner. Did you say Poutain de Baton? Does that mean uh, fish gravy? <laughs> does that mean, che- does that mean che- che- cheesy chips on a stick? Cheesy chips on a stick. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> because I'm here for it. Um, I actually, so 10 points, you can get it right. I, I, I know. I in. Oh, Booley. Boo. I actually know this because um, I was reading about the Marquis Sade like two days ago, and I remember his, his first name sounding like Donatello, so it's the first one. It's like Donat- uh, Donatation or whatever. I got Donatation. Donatian Alphonse Donatation. That is. Yeah. 10 was, points for Booley. I was like. Well done, Booley. I was like. The Marquis de Sade's name was Donatello. <laughs> he was my favourite turtle, literally. I was going to say that. <laughs> dirty, dirty turtle. Got some in jokes there for the uh, French listeners. We have got one French listener, so they'll be laughing their ass over those names. Oh, you French! Claude <sighs> <laughs> Grogner, mm. Limpy Grundle, <laughs> <laughs> Limpy Grundle was my hip hop name for a couple of years. <laughs> So he was born in Paris in what was then known as the Kingdom of France. He was a nobleman, revolutionary, politician, philosopher, writer, and very naughty boy. <laughs> his work includes novels, plays, short stories, and political tracts, a lot of which were published anonymously, and he stated were not his, probably because they were full of suspect content that were getting banged up. What made him this fucked up, though? He was the only son of parents that tried multiple times to have children, only for them to die soon after. His father left his mother probably due to the repeated failings to have more children, and she then joined a convent and left him alone in the castle, all alone with a legion of servants waiting on him hand and foot. He grew up with a sense of overprivilege and never having anyone tell him he was wrong. Fortunately, when it came to his school, where strict discipline was handed out for the most disrupted students, uh, no, they say hitting kids doesn't do any harm. Yeah, in this one it did. In this school, they had that corporal punishment with a whip. So nice. I keep quiet rather enjoyed when his father finally died he took over the title of the marquis de sade and took possession of the family castle which is when the fun really began he hired only the best looking young men and women to work there probably on his antique renaissance casting couch and regularly busting sex workers to satisfy his need on one occasion he went too far and ended up in jail but what for so multiple choice he requests a lady to make love to a man of a different race he asked her to use a crucifix in their bedroom games. He requested a lady to peg him with a cucumber. Or he asked a lady to lie with an Alsatian dog. Uh, Booley. Me. Bull. Crucifix. Another 10 points for Booley there. <laughs> yep, his first real stint behind bars was because of blasphemy. Good old blasphemy. Jesus Christ, yep. I love it. <laughs> 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 So his second act, which put him in front of the judge, left him exiled to Italy. What sadistic act inflicted upon his chambermaid got him kicked out of France? He had the maid flogged with barbed rose branches while they copulated, who had bite her during the sex act and eventually bit one of her fingers off while climaxing. He cut her skin and poured hot wax into the wounds. Or he made her urinate and empty her bowels onto a prostitute who was dressed as the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Abby. <laughs> Was it the last one? No, he did not do that. <laughs> well, that's surprising. <laughs> well, straight away. <laughs> Bought a dinner first. Uh, Aisha, I, I concede to you because uh, I, I did hear you buzz in. I didn't. I didn't actually buzz in for you guys. Oh, do I get it? Me. Yep. Was it the second one? Which was what Aisha? <laughs> okay, <laughs> he bit one of the fingers off while climaxing. No, he did not. There we go. That's all up to boo. Uh, I, I, I believe, was it having her whipped with, while copulating with a certain branch? He cut her Good. skin and poured hot wax into the wounds. Oof. 
So after a few years holidaying in Italy, he returned once more to France and then once more fell foul of the law, this time getting the death sentence. But why was he sentenced to death in 1772? Was it treason, sodomy, obscene publications, or blasphemy? Bully. Uh... Ooh. Was it that age-old favourite, sodomy? Sodomy, sod are you. Another 10 points for Boo. Well. <laughs> well, well, bugger me. <laughs> sodomy with four prostitutes and his manservant. Of course. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God, the smell. <laughs> Back then as well. Oh, the oh, smell. Oh, God. Well, at least it lubes itself eventually. Ah! So apparently this act, as well as homosexual activity, were both illegal during the era, but it was well known that aristocrats partook in both of those things regularly. Dirty buggers. Indeed. <laughs> but they just had enough of him and wanted to get rid of him at this point. Um, the Marquis had a coat of Teflon, though, and nothing stuck. After several escape attempts and appeals, he eventually was set free and took up politics, as you do. Yes, you do. He wrote many papers opposing the standing party. He was eventually sent to prison for the final time, not actually charged with any crime at all. They just really fucking wanted him gone this time. So it was just go to fucking jail. Uh, which famous dead French dude was responsible for it, though? Was it King Louis XIV, Voltaire, Napoleon Bonaparte, or Marie Antoinette? I don't know, Bully. Boo? Was it Marie Antoinette? It was not. Mm. What? Uh... The trick is to say one of the three <laughs> mentioned. That's usually how the game is played. Okay. Well, uh, Abby? Was it, uh, was it Napoleon? Ten hey. points. Napoleon Bonaparte. Ooh. Ironic because of the surname, of course, because uh, the Marquis decided loved a Bonaparte. <laughs> there was a clue in there that referenced, you know, Bill and Ted, dead French dude. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit. Oh. I was going to say Ziggy Piggy as well, but... <laughs> he, ate the, he ate the pig! He's a Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy! So, he spent a lot of his 74 years of life incarcerated in prisons and in sailor asylums. How many years overall, though? Christ. So he's in, in there for 16 years, 25 years, 32 years, or 40. Really? Boo? 25 years. That is incorrect. Right. Maybe I, maybe I don't know much about the markets. But... <laughs> Abby? Was it 36? Was it 36? 32. 32. Correct. 32 years. Yay! So being arrested in prison without trial, this didn't dampen his spirits, though, as while in prison, he to do some of the younger prisoners. Of course he did. And was moved to a much harsher place to stop him enjoying it so much. No, that's where they went Actually, wrong! <laughs> <laughs> Which he was declared insane by his family and moved to an asylum, where he even at the late stage of his life, and after years of solitary confinement, got into a relationship with a 14-year-old daughter of one of the employees. Oh, fucking hell. <sighs> Imagine that Christmas dinner. Here's you, my little pony, and... Uh, my little pony! My, boyfriend. my little pony! My little pony! <laughs> this relationship lasted for four years until his death. But when? That's right, it's Are You A Dead Time. Shit. Now, the rules for today are slightly different. For the year, I'll give you four answers, and you'll get to guess. Uh, you can all choose the same if you want. Get it right, and you get zero points. Get it wrong, and you lose 20, 30, or 50 points, depending on far, how far you're out you are. That's not fair. No, no, that, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Dad, yeah, I heard about that. I know, rough in it. It was 46. Mm. Are, we, are we having fish for tea? For tea, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's just talking about the slipknot drummer dying <laughs> is there any drippings for our dinner no it's it what is it what fish is it raffin is it mackerel yeah, yeah big nice girthy nice mackerel nine... <laughs> daddy no <laughs> Ugh, stop it dad are we having daddy's big girthy mackerel for dinner i hate you <laughs> reduce all of his points now kick him kick him i don't want to hear that shit <laughs> You weird dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the show, Daddy's Girthy Mackerel. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so fucking much. Enjoy your dinner. 
<laughs> so when did the monkey decide to die? I don't fucking care. I want to die right now. It's 1814, 1830, 1809, or 1824. So everyone type something in and send it through. Oh, bugger off, Abby. Nicking my stuff. Shit you yourself. All right. Just because you didn't... All right, Daddy's girthy mackerel. You I hate you. I hate you. You're going to just be sitting around the dinner table looking at that f- juicy fish on a plate. Oh, my God, will you fuck off? <laughs> okay, Abby, when did he die? 1814. I don't with? even care anymore. I'm going to go jump out a window. <laughs> Boo. I, I just went with the first one, yeah. And Aisha. First one, eighteen fourteen. She, she just copied. Every, every, everyone just everyone just copied Abby. I think. <laughs> okay. Correct. Yay! Everyone gets zero points. Yay! To Aisha's massive score. Yay! <laughs> and what's one times nothing? <laughs> Next up, how did he die? Oh, Christ, knob to death. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're up first. <laughs> right. Syphilis. Good answer. Aisha? TB. Ooh, that's a good one as well. quite a good answer, yeah. And Abby? I, I don't know. I was going to say some sort of knob disease. <laughs> choked, on a, <laughs> choked on a fish bone. Knob disease. Yes, knob disease. <laughs> no, well, that's what we came, well, that's what I came up with. TB isn't a knob disease. It was a pulmonary edema. Oh, it's a heart attack. Pulmonary edema. Oh, bollocks. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's similar. It's uh, fluid on the, the heart, kind of. It's similar to a heart attack. Heart... You wouldn't have won it if you got the heart His attack. His heart swelled. <laughs> it's the Grinch that fucked Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, buzzing on this one. What special request didn't he leave in his will? His body was not to be touched for 48 hours after his death. No autopsy. His body was not to be opened for any reason. He wanted to be buried on his property in Malmason. Or he wanted to be placed in the coffin face down, naked with an ostrich feather protruding from his buttocks. <laughs> so which one wasn't it? Which one oh. wasn't? Had to buzz in. <laughs> Abby. Yeah, uh, was it the second to last one? He used to be buried on his property in Malmason. No, he actually requested that. Oh, come on, Bully. Ooh. It's got it's got to be the ostrich feather, surely. It's got to be surely, yes, it was. That's too ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's like, because cause, cause it, it might be another feather, but ostrich, you know, they're pretty exotic. Oh, there's a yep. seagull. There's a seagull that agrees with you. Is that one of your brethren? Uh, yes, I'm sending them towards your house right now. Oh, well, is that because I've got a plate of Daddy's big mackerel, just big girthy mackerel? I'm sure, you, I'm sure your other half loves the fact that you've got your willy out on a plate right now. But that's really <laughs> romantic. She's at work. It's just for me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a lonely girthy mackerel. And thank you for calling it girthy. I, um... <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, chode. <laughs> it's, more, it's, more of a, it's more of a canned sardine. <laughs> <laughs> Not a plankton. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just no, no. It's it's visible to the human eye, just barely. <laughs> so it was the first three. None of these requests were actually followed, though. He was buried in the asylum grounds. His body was autopsied, and his skull was later removed for phrenological reasons. And all his unpublished manuscripts and workings were burned by his son. Oh. So, from the creator of the book to the book itself. Something he himself called the most impure tale that had ever been told since the world began. Or what it should uh, more accurately be called, a bunch of ideas and notes that he thought up while he was in prison. Because that's pretty much what it was. It wasn't actually finished. It was written by uh, the Marquis de Sade while imprisoned in the Bastille. He was then transferred elsewhere and unable to take it with him. And shortly after the prison was attacked by revolutionaries, leading him to believe that his work was destroyed. He said to be so distraught of the loss, he wept tears of blood in his grief. The fucking emo. Is that from his willy? <laughs> yes. Yes. That seems more logical. From his seems more eye. like that it would happen, knowing him. From his willy, did you say? <laughs> from his willy. It was only by chance that the novel, which had been written for years on small scraps of paper and then pasted into one long scroll, a scroll that measured 12 metres, 
Some have managed to survive and was taken by a mysterious figure and preserved to eventually become the widely revered text. The person who took it was a citizen called Arnaud de Saint-Maximin, who historians know little about. It eventually found its way into the hands of a Berlin psychiatrist and sexologist called Ewan Bloch, who used a yeah. pseudonym to finally, finally publish the work in a book. But how many years were there between it being written and it finally being published? So how many years were between it being written and finally being published? Was it 54 years, 76 years, 115 years, or 135 One years? One second. What? I'm just going to Tesco. I don't need anything for this. I don't know. Uh, can, can you get me some uh, sushi, please? <laughs> Thank you. I hate you all so much. Did you want some sauce with Daddy's Gurfy macro? so much. I hate you. <laughs> I think we killed Pete. <laughs> There's nothing worse than Daddy's Girthy Mackerel going on. You're thinking a lot about my Daddy's <laughs> You weirdo. I've heard that it is a taste sensation. Um, <laughs> I'm crying. Is it from laughter? Is it from pain? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I'm just glad that I can garner that reaction. Um, so, <laughs> How many years were there between... <laughs> <laughs> 54 years, 76 years, 115 years, or 135 years? Are we all answering, or is it? It's buzzer? a buzz in. Right, Booley. Oh. I say the long one, the last one, 136. Is that right? 135. 135 years. That is incorrect. Bollocks. You put me off thinking about daddy's girthy mackerel. Do you like it with the skin on or off? I don't know. You're the one that's thinking about it a lot. <laughs> Why don't you ask? Well, ask Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, has it still got skin on? I anyway. hate you. I, I you <laughs> there are not enough words in the English language, French language, German language, <laughs> any language to describe how much I hate you. There's not enough Chinese characters to describe. <laughs> <laughs> I just got this picture of you with your gold mask on, just gulping down this fish. One go. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate you. Um, the second to last one. Bat. 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 Hundred and fifteen years. That's correct. Ten points. Oh fuck you! Damn it! <laughs> you deserve that one, Abby. You deserve that one. It was penned until the Bastille was stormed in 1789, and it didn't reach print until 1904. So the original works were then bought in 1929 by Charles de Noelis, whose wife, Marie Laurie, was a direct descendant of Sade. The works were inherited by a daughter after their death, and she ended up lending them to a French publisher called Jean Groot in 1982, who promptly smuggled them into Switzerland and sold them to a Swiss collector for $60,000. Oh. This being Switzerland and their shady history of keeping things that aren't theirs. Ended up with the courts ruling that because the sale was done in good faith, the person that bought them legally owned them. Scumbags. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Switzerland, give back that gold and the manuscripts. <laughs> give us your gold they and your mucky books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would change hands again, eventually getting to Gerard Ritter, president and founder of Aristophil, a company that specialised in rare manuscripts. He bought the scroll and put it on display in Paris in 2014. How much did Gerard pay for the scroll? Was it 1 million euros, 2 million euros, 4 million euros, or 7 million euros? So what year did they bring it to France? 2014. Okay, so it's not that long ago. No. Bully. Boo. I'm going to go with the in-between here. I think it's 4 million euros. You would be wrong on that one. It's not 4 million euros. Uh, Abby? The other in-between. <laughs> <laughs> 2 million also incorrect. This is your chance. I just say a number between one and what was the other one? Seven. Seven. One or seven. You can get ten points. Come on. Uh, the, the, the six. No. no! Seven. You said seven. between. No, no Boo said get... between because he's an idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I won't listen to Boo. Seven. 
Seven. Ten points. Yay! 2014, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the year I met Boo and I re regretted it ever since. <laughs> you just love my my skin on the mackerel I'm sure you're over. I've lost so much to say about that. <laughs> she doesn't want it. <laughs> you left it out on the plate too long. <laughs> Stood there on the just stood there with it on the table on the plate on the table. Is it dinner, love? Do you want any? Do you want anything with it? <laughs> yeah, I can have some sushi. So that's seven point five million pounds in today's money. The display was short-lived, however, as the company was found out to be a Ponzi scheme, and Jared Lerner, Jared Litner was arrested, and the display was seized by the French, which led to them eventually acquiring it for the knockdown price of four point five million euros in twenty twenty one this year Bargain. so the Bargain. french do finally own them and they're in a um museum at the moment not else they found like, somewhere in france a good couple of years ago now print is it prince edward's fuck chair <laughs> you know the one he had ducks who's too fat to hold himself up so it had handles on the hold side on. hold on tell me more about this fuck chair. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know how a dentist's chair is it's like but with handles at the side so we can hold himself up while you know and uh, and do they make a modern version for well, i don't know people that put on I a mean, lot of yeah, weight boom. on during COVID. <laughs> have you seen the stuff they do in the kink scene of course they have one <laughs> <laughs> is it is it like one of those high-end gamer chairs <laughs> <laughs> got a fucking, fucking built-in vibrate function <laughs> does anyone have a discount code i can use i bought it on wish oh god <laughs> why is the joystick in the middle of the seat the story of the book itself is simple, to put it in layman's terms. Four rich fucks kidnap a bunch of kids, take them to the middle of nowhere, and carry out the worst things imaginable to them. Helping them are four cheerleading sex workers who tell them some dirty stories to help everyone get in the mood. The acts are carried out over four months, and what is known as the passions escalate in the severity. The progression goes from the simple passions, to the complex passions, to the criminal passions, and finally, the murderous passions. There should be one after that, which is like the necrophiliac passions, because there's a lot of that as well. Yep. Essentially, the book is an anthology fuckfest where anything goes. How many passions or stories were planned to be outlined in the book? 12. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> is it 100? About 350? 400? Or 600? Bah. Abby? Was it 400? It was not 400, no. Oh, I was going to go for that good one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Don't make me say it. <laughs> no uh, more dog bully. pictures. Oh. Boom. Uh, is it 600? You say 600? Yep. That is correct. 600 passions. 600 dirty, mucky stories. <laughs> Speaking of which, vomit buckets at the ready. Oh, Ooh, God. That's kinky. I'm going to give you four stories. Three of them are real, and one of them is fake. You have to tell me which one of these isn't in the book. Okay. Problems of boo done. <laughs> All six hundred. <laughs> My bum is aching. <laughs> a man takes a woman on a date to dig up a freshly buried corpse. Once it is out, she services him while he caresses the corpse. After he finishes, both of them shit on the corpse. He gets aroused again and she services him again while he plays with a poop covered corpse. That's story one. Sounds like That's a grindcore song. Yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> Isn't that napalm death? No, no, no. Cannibal cops, mate. I see. That's the one I was thinking. Thank you for gendering my joke. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Making, making it better. Shit house. <laughs> Story number two. A wealthy man buys a mother and daughter. He has sex with the mother and makes the daughter watch as he strangles her to death. After she expires, he turns her over and continues to have sex with her until his climax. Then he does the same to the daughter before throwing them both into a fire and having another wank while watching them burn. Story number three. A bishop orders a woman to defecate in front of him before having anal sex with her. He pulls out before climaxing and gives her an enema of boiling water. Oh, a shit demon. That's, that's just rude, what the gog off. <laughs> he then tells her to squirt the water over another woman's face. Then he cuts off all her fingers and toes, breaks her arms, burns them with pokers and cuts off her nipples. Then he ejaculates. Then the woman who had the water sprayed on the face has the genitals, nostrils, tongue, feet, and hands burned. He gives her 600 lashes, rips out her teeth, and lights her mouth on fire. Then a witness to all of this joins in the fun and slices off her genitals and cuts her stomachs to ribbons. Right. right moving swiftly on. <laughs> Story number four. An old man and his special 
bucket. The 70-year-old man has issues in gorging his member and can only do so while in caressing and playing with four days' worth of human excrement. Sadly, like Salo, there was no happy ending. He couldn't get it up. So which one of those stories isn't in the book? Uh, Booley? Yes, Boo? N number four, because it's just not as descriptive as the other ones you said. Do you think that was me and I don't have an imagination? No, no, it's... I didn't mean to insult you. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, surely the Marquis de Sade wanted to get it up. Maybe he was hey. having an off day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the earlier passions, though. It is in the book, yes. So, which one isn't in the book? Is it the first one of the first three? Abby and Aisha ah. still in. Abby? Is it the first one? The freshly buried corpse. Corpsey poo, as we call that one. <laughs> Wait, that is also in the book. Of course That's a is. good one. That's a good one, that. <laughs> well, Aisha. then. Was it two or three? C. C. Okay. The woman, uh, Bishop orders a woman to defecate. <laughs> two or three? C. <laughs> two. No, I said yes. two. I was just saying. Oh. Truth is, this, yes. this is oh, a trick C. question. They're actually all in the book. There's no way I could actually compete with any of those stories as they're all so fucked up. I was going to do like several rounds of stories from the book, but I was writing those and I'm like, there's no fucking way I can write anymore. They're just so fucking disgusting. Yeah. And knowing I have to get through them. That's why there's a trigger warning on this episode, because that is, those are the, the like the slightly tamer readings of them as well. It's not even the descriptions like going in full detail. So yeah, they're all in the book. There was no points available on that one at all. <laughs> You just, you just wanted to tell us some of the nasty shit, wasn't it? Like I said, there was an idea behind the question. I'm traumatised like... enough today. <laughs> no, cheers. I had an idea, and I know what's going with it. And I'm like, um, there's no way I'm wasting this. Question. I'm putting them all in. I go for it. Oh, God. It was 2 a.m. when I finished this stuff. Come on. <laughs> so while the book was released in 1904, it's been banned and unbanned all over the place since. In 2016, Penguin Books actually released it onto the world as a classic paperback available to buy man, woman or child anytime they want at the low, low price of $9.99. Very reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> the final question for this round. We take a leaf out of the La La Land book for this one. Uh, what is the book's rating on Goodreads? <laughs> 20 points for a direct hit on the answer. 10 if you get within 0.5 of it. And the site runs on a point system, so it goes up to five stars, but you can have 2.2, 4.5, that kind of stuff. So I think Boo uh, will go Boo. first because you're in the lead. Okay. I would give it a 7.5. Out of five. Yep, absolutely. Uh, 4.5, <laughs> 4, 4. because, like, it's it's nasty, but it's classic. I, I've never read it. I, I'm, I, no joke, I've got back into reading like in the last few days. Like I've gone reading mad, and um, I am actually going to download a legal copy of uh, the uh, hundred uh, uh, <laughs> hundred and twenty days of Sodom. So uh, yeah, hundred and twenty days of summer, starring Zoe Deschanel and Josie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> is that the one where he shits on her chest while they caress a corpse? Uh, well, playing a ukulele. Yes, Tweely. <laughs> Okay, Abby, you're up next. I was going to, you know what, you said 2.2 and that's what I was going to go with, but I don't know now. 3.2. Uh, okay, and Aisha? Uh, 2.5. 2.5. Okay, it was 3.1, which means Abby gets 10 points for being within 0.5 of it. Yay. Nice. Look at you with your, with your sodden knowledge. <laughs> Not a fan. So at the end of that half of the round, or half of the show, have a points check. Boo is a filthy, disgusting pervert, but we all know that from the fishy jokes today with 50 hey points. You. Why? Why do you keep bringing it up? <laughs> He's not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty fish. Haddock. <laughs> Dirty scurvy. <laughs> I'm dead inside. Your words can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> In second place, she's dead inside with 40 points. And Aisha. Yeah, I know. Just just in the end it's now. Fine. <laughs> You've not seen the film, not read the book, and probably don't have a Aisha, clue about any of this stuff. So Aisha, to be honest, in this one, you're you're the winner by, by not knowing. Because it's so grit. The content is so grit. 
I, I, I've been hearing about it. And now on to the movie. I mean, the American biographical picture about the Marquis de Sade released in the year 2000. What was that film called? Was it called Sodom, Journey to Silo, Quills, or Pens? Ah. Oh, Abby. Quills. Quill. Quills. Quill. Quills. That's the one with that one. <laughs> that is correct. It was Quills. They should have called it Pens. Should have called it Pens. Pens. Because you know what, Abby? Pens are friends. Pens are friends. The film starred four Oscar winners, including Kate Winslet, who played Madeline, the Marquis's last lover, who was supposed to be 14. Lol. Uh, who played the titular character, though? Was it Joaquin Phoenix, Jeffrey Rush, Gerard Depardieu, or Michael Caine? Uh, Abby? Jeffrey Rush. Correct, Jeffrey Rush. Have you seen Quills, then? Yes. I, never, I, I, I saw, I saw that it. before I saw the... Like the, the, main, yeah. the main event. Did mention yeah. it earlier in the show, and I was like, oh, okay, you're going to get these questions quite easily. Um, uh, uh, I've got a movie. Wait, is it nasty, though? Yeah. No? I mean, I had to watch Jeffrey Rush's Trotsky banging <clears throat> Frida Kahlo in a movie the other day. Like, I don't want to see another Jeffrey Rush love scene. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Does he finish in a rush? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> the only person from that list who wasn't in the film was Gerard Depardieu, which would have been art imitating life, apparently. Oh, shit, yeah, I think he's in it. Right, okay. But now on to Solo. Oh, yay. So despite the film's subject matter and being really fucking grim, apparently the mood on set was quite jovial. The young cast would often play jokes on each other on set. An actor, Helene Surgery, said on the commentary track of the film, it was actually made in the editing room that they had no idea how grim it was going to be in this release. So on its initial UK release in 1975, the distributor asked what cuts were needed to be made to the film to achieve an X rating. How many did head censor at the time, James Furman, suggest? Did he suggest 23? We would have come to uh, 2 minutes and 12 seconds being cut. 31, a total of 4 minutes and 3 seconds. One cut, which would have totaled 2 hours and 25 minutes because there's no way you're fucking releasing this film. Or <laughs> no cuts whatsoever. It's perfectly fine. Me. Aisha. Three. So you're going with one? Yes. That is incorrect. Damn it. Really? Ooh. Was it the second one? 31. 31. That is incorrect. Abby. Ooh. Scoop it up, Abby. I know you want to win this. Scoop that poop. I want to. I want to. Scoop. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm thinking about that scene with the bread. Awful. Ooh, um, yummy. The first one. 23. Also incorrect. None at all. The censor was perfectly fine with the film. Fucking what? When did this come out? Was it the 70s? 1975. Yep, stands to reason, mucky bastards. Okay, the way you describe this, that's just wrong. <laughs> well, it's thing, he was a great supporter of the movie because he knew the historical context of it. Uh, he said it should be shown on a club basis. So um, I think that means like it was a members only thing. So you had to be a member of the cinema movie watching club to have access to it. So it didn't actually need a certification to be shown in those things. Uh, this didn't stop the Rosses kicking down the doors and confiscating the film, though. Uh, later on, James Furman uh, prepared a cut of it, which had six minutes of torture, poop-eating, and homosexuality removed, because you can't have that now, can we? And he had to do a short introduction explaining the film and giving it context. So it was released eventually with six minutes cut out of it. Uh, it was quite possibly the most banned film in the world, still illegal to sell in some countries, and in the UK... It has not been cleared to be broadcast on TV. Sky TV attempted to do so in 1991, but were vetoed by the BBFC. Now, which year did the film become fully available to view in the UK in its complete uncut form? Was it 1990, 1996, the year 2000, or 2008? Really? Ooh. Ah, uh, 2000. 2000? Correct. Ten points. We're going to toss up between that and 2008. Yeah, I remember. that's what I would have gone for. So when I say uncut, I do mean as much as it can be. Certain scenes featured in stills attached to the publicity and packaging that have never been in any edition, and reviews of the film mention a scene where a young girl is strapped to a chair while hungry rats are tied to her genitals. Uh, these scenes may be cut due to the fact that some reels of the film were stolen in order to blackmail director Pasolini. Its DVD release was also hit with a ban of sorts, but for copyright reasons rather than censorship. I believe there was a poem in it somewhere that they used which wasn't cleared, so they had to cut that bit out of it. It was still released by Criterion, um, but that edition was removed from sale and is now considered to be the most valuable DVD ever made. 
how much would a copy of it set you back in the early 2000s? So this is for one DVD of the film Solo. $100, $400, $600, or about three fifty. Meat. Aisha. One hundred. Incorrect. Bully. Bull. I'm gonna need about three fifty. About three fifty. Also incorrect. I just wanted to say I'm gonna need about three fifty. <laughs> one day, one day it'll be the answer. He keeps. I know, I know, I know. You're going for it. Teasing it. Uh, it was, so yeah. what? What were the other ones? Four hundred or six hundred. Four hundred. Incorrect. It was six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars for one DVD. Although prices these days are greatly reduced due to more copies being made. Um, that edition, though, is still a collector's item. Apparently, there's a white ring around the outside cover, and it's still floating around on the internet. And there's also a lot of bootlegs floating around, which makes some people a lot of money. I was going to say, like, I watched it completely legally, cough, cough, <laughs> on, the, on the internet. So overall, the film is horrific, but having read several descriptions of what goes into the book, it's actually pretty tame in comparison. Mm. Uh, what is the total death count in the movie? Is it 16, 34, 23, or about 350? Uh, Boo. Boo just got in now. 23. Spot on, 23. Damn. I can, yeah, no, I, I counted. Each, <laughs> each, each stroke was another dead body. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so there are 23 deaths, eight on screen, 14 are mentioned, and one is supposed. Again, possibly due to the fact that reels of the film were stolen. There is a one character whose fate is unknown. They just kind of disappear from the film. The most notorious moment in the movie, however, um, yeah, the, the scat eating the shit. Mm. So do you think the scat was as tasty as that on the set of Human Centipede? The recipe involved chocolate and apparently one other main ingredient. What was it? Was it cookie dough, short cross pastry, marmalade, or yeast flakes? Me? Really? Oh, I should go in there. Marmalade. Ten points, marmalade. Yay! I was a total guess. Complete <laughs> yes. guess. You are the queen of making fake shit. <laughs> <laughs> so marmalade and chocolate doesn't sound too bad, but then they added several other secret ingredients at random to make sure the actors gave convincing, disgusted performance when eating it. So they threw vile shit in there, but it was oh, like food yeah. that didn't match. Uh, finally, for this part, uh, the La La Land rating question. And it's a double header for this one. So out of 100, how much does a film have on the Rotten Tomato meter? And I'm going to need the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and the critic score. So you have to give two answers, 25 points available for each correct answer. So what did the critics rate it out of 100 and what did the audience rate it out of 100? See, if it's anything like the films I like, the critic rating is going to be like really uh, low and the audience rating is going to be really high. So Boo, you're up first. What are you going to go with? Critic, like 30.6. It's just a straight 100. Oh, sorry, 30. Okay, 30. And the audience? audience rate, 80. Okay. Abby? I was going to go opposite. I was going to say about 72 critic score and 40 audience score. Okay. And Aisha, what numbers are you going with? 60 for the critics and 20 audio score, uh, audience. Okay. So it was for the critics, 71. Oof. Abby was one out on that. Ho-ho. But no points for that. And the audience gave it 63%. So the audience didn't like it as much as the critics. That's fine. I can be wrong. I can be wrong. I, I, I accept that. Wow, wrong. I'm wrong today. And as we go into the final round, boo. Still the filthy bugger in the lead with 70 points. Abby, 60 points. Yay. And Aisha, <laughs> 20 points. Does Daddy's Fish really put you off that much, Abby? I do apologise. You should be more jovial. No. <laughs> Final topic for the day. Director, Pierre Paolo Pasolini. Who played Pasolini in the 2014 film Pasolini? Was it Javier Bardem? Bradley Cooper? Willem Dafoe or Armand Asante? Really? Ooh. Just because I can't imagine any of the others, probably, and I've never heard of him. Armand Insulty. <laughs> Armand Asante? No. It was not him. Well, then the choice is obvious. Did, 
Javier Bardem, Bradley Cooper, or Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Abby. <laughs> Purely because I saw a really threatening picture of Willem Dafoe like doing the splits and leaning forward, looking menacing. I'm gonna say Willem Dafoe because the image haunts me. <laughs> what? I need to see this image. All oh, right, I'm gonna find it right now. <laughs> Doesn't he have a? Isn't there a rumor that Willem Dafoe's just got a massive cock? Liam Neeson's apparently got the biggest cock in Hollywood. I've heard that Liam Neeson's dick is huge. But then again, when you're walking around with a certain energy, like a Willem Dafoe or a, a Liam Neeson, a Boulamont, or a, or a, or a... did you really, really put yourself <laughs> in that question? Continuity <laughs> error. I thought you had a choke. <laughs> so, I like I like to keep mis- I like to keep the mystery. <laughs> so the hog smuggling Willem Dafoe did play Pasolini in the film. That's ten <laughs> points. Uh, literally everyone else in the cast list has a very Italian sounding name. Willem Dafoe sounds like a sore thumb in that list, really. Not much trivia to be had on the film itself, except it features an unsimulated fellatio at some point. Unsimulated? Unsimulated, actually. He got a blowjob. Good for you. <laughs> Good day's work. So on to the man himself. <laughs> Born in March 1922 in Bologna, Italy, he was quite possibly the perfect person to direct the movie version of Salo. An artist from a very young age, he started writing poetry from the age of seven, and by ten he was writing in the Frulian language, an old Italian peasant language his mother spoke. By 1942, his first book of poetry had been released, but a year later his career was put on hold when he was constricted into the Italian army. Although his father, Carlo Alberto Pasolini, was proud of him for doing so, as Carlo is is famous himself for having several military honours and actually saving Benito Mussolini's life on occasion. Oh great, nice one, mate. Nice. Cheers, yeah. mate. Cheers, it's safe to say the experience didn't exactly make a good impression on Pierre, who would later end up joining the Italian Communist Party in 1947 and actively went against the fascist parties. Uh, his first novel in 1955 caused controversy and was heavily censored, condemned by the government led by the Christian Democrats for his obscenity. His, even his own team, the commies, didn't approve of it because of his absence of heroes and lack of perspective. They eventually kicked him out of their little group, but for what reason? So he got kicked out of the Communist Party. For what reason? Was it unpaid union dues? He bought a house. Because you know all property is theft, brother. Homosexuality? Or he was just a little bit too pretentious? Me. Aisha. I I don't want to say this because it offends me so. Was he kicked out for homosexuality? It was the 1940s. And yes, it was. He was kicked out for homosexuality. I was going to say he was a homosexual that was damn it Aisha <laughs> once again you can't have that now can you uh, yes he was a homosexual an atheist and a communist wow what a guy yeah he's a prolific writer and director of movies documentaries and shorts during his lifetime um, in the 14 years he was working in film to his death he has 28 directorial credits and double that in writing his work is even now still being adapted and used for TV shows, shorts, documentaries, whatever. Uh, the last use of his work was excerpts for a documentary short called Still Fireflies. Um, that's possibly about the short-lived Joss Whedon science fiction show. Uh, that was in 2019. His political activism and journalism is also a wide-ranging topic, too vast and po-faced to cover on his Dumb Dumb Comedy Hour podcast. This is the point where I reached 2 a.m. in the morning and realized I a bit off more I can chew on doing Pasolini. <laughs> I and say, Shuri would have appreciated that yeah I did say we'll be selling these guys short as I only scraped the surface of their lives uh, the surface of Pasolini came to an end however in what year so what year did Pasolini die I'm going to give you four answers one's going to be correct <laughs> just, and you'll get zero points I've just written down the answers <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right the answers could either be 1974 1975 1973 1976 and we'll go Aisha first 74 75 73 or 76 uh 73 going 73 Abby 75 and boo you're a bastard for lumping all these years in so close together <laughs> yes I you gave that one I'm away also, yeah I'm also going 75 you know so 75 because, yeah Abby and Boo are correct. Damn it. I, I know why as well. Because Abby was correct and you probably know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do, do you want me to say or are you going to make that thing? Okay, so Aisha lost 20 points on that one. Oof. Why? But how did he die? Oh, oh, oh. 
oh no this is for everyone isn't it yes Sorry. this is also for everyone um okay 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 and there will be mm, say 30 points on offer here right and what happens if you lose nothing um, <laughs> you get beaten with reeds <laughs> take anything it's been 84 years hot waxing cuts oh I'm dead inside. It won't hurt. Okay. So everyone got their answers ready. Yep. Okay. Aisha, how did he die? Syphilis. Syphilis. Decent answer. Abby. Yeah, killed for political views. Is that a cause of death? Yeah. Assassination. It's like murder. Murder. That's... Murder. And boom. Murder. Uh, he was murdered by being run over by his own car by a uh, person am i gonna am i you, have you got like a whole thing about this afterwards well abby and boo got it correct but boo got it more correct he was killed for political views apparently but he oh, was murdered by being run over by his own car several times yes the autopsy revealed multiple bones were broken and his testicles had been crushed by an iron bar oh. he was also oh i didn't know he it also revealed oh. that someone had tried to set him on fire with gasoline after his death lovely oh yeah uh, one man was caught driving his car and confessed to the murder he later recanted it and said he was forced to do so under threat of his family being hurt if he didn't he claimed three people with southern accents did it uh, who had called Pasolini, Pasolini a dirty communist so much for the tolerant christian democrats <laughs> he famously died before the release of Salo, and apparently he was only where he was the night he, of his murder because he was told to be there to pay for the ransom for the stolen reels of the movie which are quite possibly still out there somewhere the movie was actually supposed to be the first of a trilogy and if that was act one what would have act two been and that wraps up our show today the winner dirty filthy stinking pervert <laughs> boulamont with a nice even 100 points beautiful you disgrace <laughs> I like Thank the movie. You. I like the movie. I like the history surrounding it. I like the Marquis de Sade. I like the story of Pasolini. It's all it's all fascinating to me, and uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But being the winner was literally the cherry on top of the turd sandwich. <laughs> yeah, Abby comes in second with seventy points, and Aisha, yeah, maybe not a bad thing. You don't much, and only had ten points. <laughs> hey, hey, Boo, with the nails in that turd sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not even toenails, like literal iron nails. Yep, rusty nails. So Boo rusty wins a job nails. at the Marquis Castle. Cleaning the toilet. And the two losers get a shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, apparently I've got an interview at this castle with this guy. Uh, he told me to just be clean and uh, he's going to give me a boiling water enema. <laughs> I don't think he'd be delightful. asking you to be clean if he's going to do that. Can you eat a curry the night before, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Lots and lots of bread. Get it nice and brown. Lots of onion and, and garlic. <laughs> cuttlefish. <laughs> Not to do cuttlefish, Kyle. <laughs> and some beetroot for some colour. Sweet corn. <laughs> I don't like sweet corn. Me neither, to be fair. Yeah, that can get in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> so if, He's though. if you enjoyed our show today, what the fuck nope. is wrong with you? <laughs> but, you know, give it a review, a subscription or a like or a share on whatever social media platform you use the most. We're on most of them except Facebook because Facebook can suck a dick. Yeah, I fucking hate Facebook. Fuck you, Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I just said that What's and your... I realised that's really homophobic. Because <laughs> sucking your dick is lovely. What? That's just really homophobic to say. I can't. What? Yeah. Go suck a dick? Yeah, it is. No, it's, no, it's not. You don't want Facebook to enjoy itself. Yeah. Hold on. No, enjoy it, though. That's the thing. It's, it, yeah. That Facebook scared that dicks taste like lollipops. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I like or share on whatever social media platform you use. We're on most of them apart from Facebook. It's shit. Check out totalcultzone.com for all the links to those. Uh, the link tree button is in there if you want to see what we're on. Uh, if you want to tell us how great we are or how disgusting we are, go to fkinghello at gmail.com. Boo, get the plugs done. Lock the door once you're done. I'm going home for a sleep. Okay, Abby, give us your whimsy-filled plugs. You can watch me on uh, Twitch, Abby's WR, where I'll be dead inside. Have I hurt you today? Yes. <laughs> I'm so I'm so <laughs> Will you be on Twitch eating fish? Oh, no. Dean, stop. I'm already in trouble. I'll be drawing titties. 
hairy titties. <laughs> Wookie tits. Wookie tits. I'll be drawing Wookie tits. Um, no, so facebook.com slash Abby Art as well. Uh, Abby Stabby on Instagram and YouTube. Send me a message if you want to buy artwork or just tell me how much you also hit Bula <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and um, I will be at Bridlington Comic Con on the 13th of September and Hull Comic Con on, I think it's November the 29th. Come say hello. Any websites for the Comic Cons? Uh, just District 14 events on uh, Facebook. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What a marvellous plug. Aisha! <laughs> That's what the marquee said. <laughs> it's my favourite type of plug. Um... Oh, shit! I clean my plugs. I... <laughs> Raymond! What? I was waiting for you to stop laughing. Plug! Hi! That's the oh, police no, wait, coming wait, to get wait, you, wait, you wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, go. You can type in at Big Fem Vader into every social media platform. Not only that, but Fierce Females Wrestling and Fierce Females Glasgow. Thank you. That's at Big Fan Vader everywhere that social media is to be found and at Fierce Females on Instagram and Twitter. Is that correct? Yes. God, I'm good at this. Don't forget to send us an email at fkinghello at gmail.com. You can follow us at that fking guy on Twitter and you can follow me on Instagram at Boulamon and fuck off Twitter. I hate you. I hate everybody on it. But if you do want to follow me, it's at Boulamon on twitter so until next time we love you just get big just get daddy's big dirty haddock out of your brain right i'm leaving i'm leaving yeah. okay, and join us next time on that fking show thank you very much bye everyone say goodbye bye no <laughs> that fking show Here's some shout outs because I put out a thing the other day saying I'd shout out everyone who responds to this message and I thought I'd get maybe one or two. We didn't. We got many, many, many requests for a shout out. So, Boo, take it away. Oh, we have the podcast that wouldn't die. It's at T-Podcast, T-W-Die, the home of the podcast that wouldn't die, hosted by at Queen Erin and Kevin Doherty, discussing horror and cypher each week <laughs> with a comedy twist. The Hallmark of Greatness, at Hallmark of Greatness, a comedy podcast about great, the greatest stories of our age, Hallmark movies, and also Magpie and Hammers. New episodes are every Tuesday. Nathan Greenaway, at Nathan Greenaway, or at Rogue underscore Opinions. You can find him at Rogue Opinions, talking nonsense about gaming, sports, the Great British Bake Off, and Retro Smackdown. Oh, we have Malice After Midnight, that's at after malice three lovely people who love talking about true crime give them a follow and spread the love further chicago tony v show at chicago tony chicago tony is a retired chicago mob figure he emerges from hiding his podcast and daily loss of people on the internet what? that's what it says i i must have written it down wrong <laughs> he does a daily podcast to the people of the internet okay and he's a retired mobs figure, which is terrifying. Oh so man, we're all going to be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. With, with I, I can redo it. <laughs> Chicago... <laughs> Chicago Tony V-Show. At Chicago Tony. Chicago Tony is a retired ex-mob figure. He does his podcast... Oh, fuck. <laughs> you want me to have a go? <laughs> you do it, yeah. Okay, Chicago Tony V-Show. That's at Chicago Tony. Chicago Tony is a retired Chicago mob figure. He recently admired... Uh, See? He emerged from hiding to present his podcast daily to the lost people of the internet. Cherry Avenue True Crime at Avenue Crime. Narrative true crime podcast currently featuring based on a true story, crime cases, and the movies made about them. The Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast at MP Weirdo Podcast. They talk we talk about them. They're on Apple, Spotify, at Heart Radio, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, we have the Trash Panda Podcast. That's at Trash Panda MO. Three guys in their 30s making each other laugh and having no structure in their podcast, let alone their lives. Also, they do a Skype call every evening where you can just join in and chat. So add them and see what's up. 
Andy Biggie Godwin, at Big Cockman, or at Modern Escapism Podcast. Well seasoned gaming dad, one fifth of Modern Escapism Podcast, and member of a DD group Scorched Sheep, into 90s hip hop, and a LFC fan. I'm guessing that's Luton. Pedestrians at best, at Pedestrians, a topical podcast about music, movies, and life, told from the told from the perspective of two musicians named Michael and Matthew. We have Ross Trevina at Ross Trevina, comedy, music, filmmaking, and coding, host of the Ross Trevina Project on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Coming to you from the Joe Jorium, it's Decaying with the Boys at DK in WTB. Almost on topic at Almost on Topic, a podcast where three friends teach each other and possibly you something new and a different topic is emerged. Ah, a different topic every week. And finally, we have friend of the show, Captain Jay Spaulding. That's at CPT Jay Spaulding. And it just says here, cunt. <laughs> <laughs>